This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Robots Radio Podcast Network's holiday special for 2022, featuring Ben of Tamaria from Holocron Histories and the Wizarding World Lorecast, Jaxus from Content Creator's Guide and the Fallout Roundtable, Genesis, the Two Girls One Ship and the Cyberpunk Lorecast, and I'm in Seven Legend from the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is Preston from True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama and Bioshock the Midnight series. I'm Shelby or she cup from the Dragon Age Lorecast, the Assassin's Creed Lorecast, and the Inheritance Cycle page by page. And I'm Toasty, uh, host of the Witcher Lorecast and the Cyberpunk Lorecast. And this is Tom or Robots. I run the whole entire network. I'm also the host of the Fallout Lorecast, the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the Lord of the Rings Lorecast, the Mass Effect Lorecast, and the Witcher Lorecast. So I'm here with some of my co-hosts too. And welcome to this very special episode. We decided this year to get a bunch of the hosts together in order to celebrate a year of awesome content. This has been an amazing year for the Robots Radio Podcast Network. And if you don't know who some of these people are, they're doing some awesome shows. You absolutely need to go check them out. But we're getting together today to talk about some of our favorite things that happened in 2022 and some of the things that we're looking forward to in 2023. And before we kick this off, I just wanted to share some numbers and guys feel free. This is, this is going to be kind of an open discussion. So feel free to just chime in whenever you want. If you've got any thoughts or whatever on any of this stuff, I did the numbers. I took a look at our hosting platforms for all of our shows across the network that I can see the numbers for. And this doesn't include some of the other shows on the network, which are some pretty big, successful shows, which host themselves other places. But across the shows that we are currently hosting, which is most of our shows, we this year have eclipsed three and a half million downloads, which is phenomenal. That is a huge number. So thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you for being here, for enjoying our shows, for contributing, for sharing and all the things that you do. You guys are amazing. So just wanted to start off with some positivity around that because we couldn't do that we couldn't do this without all of you guys being there to, to listen and enjoy the shows and, and be part of our community as well. So thank you so very much. So for this episode, we are sharing some of our favorite things that happened this year. And some of those things might have something to do with the kind of shows that we do. And some of them might be other things as well. So let's get into it. Would somebody, we didn't decide who was going to start here. Who, who wants to start us off? Who has something really cool that they think happened in 2022 that they were just super, super psyched about? 
Anybody want to chime in or jump in here to start us off? Um, well, yeah. we had the Fallout event and the Good Springs this year, and I thought that was an incredibly cool event. So, Jaxus, this is Jaxus. Um, Jaxus from the Content Creators <laughs> Guide. Yeah, uh, that's he, me. He's an avid Fallout 76 player, and you got a chance to go to the Good Springs event. Explain to, explain to our audience, if they're not a, a familiar with this, what, what was this event? So it's a kind of a think of cosplay. If you think of like the Renaissance fair and things like that, that same kind of feel and environment based on the fallout universe. So all of the different elements of what you would see from the games fallout more specifically, um, new Vegas was kind of where it was centered and everybody around there was dressed up as like, you know, brotherhood of steel people or as Raiders from, you know, the game itself. And they go there to kind of commune with one another and, you know, share their fandom with each other. And they had had moments where they kind of uh, role played a little bit. They had, you know, little, Raiders against, you know, the good guys kind of thing going on. And they had live music. There was great food, uh, many different forms of entertainment. And it's only going to grow. This was the first time it was done. It was only expected to have maybe, you know, 50 to 100 people show up. An incredible, you know, 500 to 1,000 people showed up. Wow. So and this was... from. And yeah, this was sorry. in Good Springs in Nevada, correct? That is correct. So yes. this it isn't like New York City or L.A. This isn't like some much more populated yep. area. Mm-mm. This is people who went out to the desert in order to celebrate a video game and dress up and meet each other and, and chat. And you got to hang out with a bunch of them, right? That is correct. And uh, we spent time at the Pioneer Saloon, who was owned by Stephen Statt, who was a very gracious host. He was, you know doors were wide open to us there was no everything was available there plenty of water they kept it you know comfortable seating things like that it was great time everybody had a good time there was no issues of any kind perfect moment it was just great yeah yeah so it's i guess this is similar to if any anybody who's listening has gone to uh like you mentioned like a a cosplay event or a big convention somewhere or a renaissance festival but for your favorite video game which i'm pretty sure fallout's your favorite video game right am uh I, yeah am i correct in that, that. <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's awesome yeah that sounds like a, a, a blast i remember when you went and did that and um got a chance to interview some of the people there and stuff so jaxis while we're on you now that you've talked about fallout what are you looking forward to in 2023 is there something specific well, coming up? I, again, with the same event is coming back. It'll be back November the 11th and 12th at the Good Springs area. So that, that is coming back around. So uh, mark your calendars, folks. That It's worth going to check out. So you're, you're planning to go go do that again? Oh, most definitely. That's yeah. awesome. Let's let's open this up to everybody else. So you guys have any, have you done in uh, first of all, any of you who are Fallout fans, have you been to this before or been to one of these events before? I don't think anybody, I don't friends, think, uh, but uh, that's as close as I've gotten. And I've been very close to good Springs many times. Cause I've been to Vegas quite a few times, but uh, I forget, I guess you just get caught up in all the glitz and glamor of Vegas. You forget about prim and all the great fallout locations, but uh, yeah. I promise myself next time I'm definitely going to go. Right. This is yeah. Preston from the true vault escapades, which is a fallout podcast it's a story, right? In, in new Vegas of all places too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally applicable. Jaxus, were you going to chime in with something? 
No, I, I, I was good. I was letting him go ahead and talk. I just pushed Mike away, so I didn't like. Okay, breathe I, I thought I, I thought I heard you say something. Okay, cool, <laughs> cool. Well, I, I mean, this is a great start going to big events and things. And now that the pandemic isn't as big of an issue as it was the last few years, being able to get back out there and actually be face to face with other human beings, enjoying the things that we love, um, that's huge. I can't, I, you know, I hope I get to travel some this year coming up. Speaking of that, so. So let's see who who has something they'd like to piggyback on the back of this. I know Genesis, you kind of unmuted here. Did you did you want to chime in with something? No. This is I in did seven until... legends. Okay, hold on one second. What, what was that, Genesis? You did until until somebody started their Mustang outside my front door. So I'll just stay <laughs> muted for. Right now. Okay, okay. Let's move to let's move to N Seven Legend. N Seven the Legend from Mass Effect Lorecast. Hey, buddy. So. Hey, Tom, you know, it's been a big year for me personally, as well as for the show. Uh, I moved to a new city. I live in Seattle now. With that, I was able to go and and while working, uh, go to PAX West and get a media coverage uh, pass. That was amazing. Loved every moment of it. I saw a disappointingly little amount from Bioware there, but I don't think that that's, uh, you know, that precludes anything in the next year. Uh, however, big thing for our show we got to interview mark Muir, the voice of male commander shepherd that was amazing right i so, can't believe he did that yeah so um for anybody who knows the mass effect games you know how how important the characters and the voice acting are in those games and mark Muir is the lead character if you choose a male lead character you can choose male or female if you choose male he is the voice that you you hear in the game he like he's the guy yeah, and a little bit of, you know, inside baseball on that interview, not a lot of people got to hear this part because this happened just beforehand. Tom and I were waiting in the Zoom call uh, for Mark to join. And it, I mean, I was waiting with the highest amount of anticipation that you could possibly imagine. This is a game that has meant the world to me since I was like 14 and I first picked it up and played it all night, you know. Um, and so Commander Shepard, the character being like a childhood hero to me. And I'm moments away from not just meeting the voice who gave uh, life to that character, but interviewing him. And so we're waiting and then Mark joins and the second Mark joins all of the fire alarms in my apartment complex go off. Yeah, it almost <laughs> totally ruined the whole entire show. And we only had not him just, for a very like a little bit of smoke. Yeah, triggering one. It was like the 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 skull rattling uh, shrill of of Im imminent danger. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that was like going off and everyone was evacuating so i was like you've got to be joking right we only so had him I, for an hour like he squeezed exactly. out an hour of his very busy schedule in order to talk to us which was um, which is a, a huge compliment right like that is on in seven day on in seven day and in seven day is november 7th which if anybody's played mass effect games there's a, a rank of n7 and so commander shepherd is an n7 so n7 day it all matches up they always talk about big deal announcements and things every year and yeah so all of this lined up perfectly and then all of a sudden <laughs> all of a sudden you're like well guys i need to evacuate the building <laughs> hopefully i can come back in soon yeah. the one thing that i really can't ignore the fact that that i could be up in flames in moments 
Um, so I so I went downstairs and I checked and it turned out that someone just clipped the the sprinkler in the garage and I thought I'm going back upstairs. <laughs> I'm going to do this interview. So we did and it was a wonderful interview. He was very gracious uh, and you can tell that he he really is a fan of the series, not just uh, you know a member of the cast. So that was a highlight certainly for me of this year. Yeah, uh, you know, that, up the cover packs. that makes me think about how uh, how nice it is to be able to do what we do with our podcasts, because in in a way, we're kind of the conduit between the the communities that listen to our shows and the, the communities that we hang out with. We play games with we chat with them on discord, like the, the friends that we make out there. And then people like Mark Mir, you know, voice actors, people in the industry that we get to interview and those kinds of things. We get to be this conduit that kind of connects all this stuff together. And that really is, uh, I don't know, it's its one of the extra little perks of, of doing this job. And that, that truly is a an amazing thing. Something to be yeah. thankful for, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And you've, you've Tom, you've, uh, I, th- I think, certainly had uh, much more experience in being that liaison role uh, when, it came, when it comes to Bethesda games, because you've had quite the interaction with Bethesda's community managers, too, right? Yeah, right. Yes. And, um, yeah, and, and some of the people behind the scenes, some of the, the coders and people like that, um, voice actors, and getting to interview each of them, everybody and see what they do individually and how they affect the things that we love. It's very cool. It's a very, very cool thing. So, Sam, is there something coming up this year that you're particularly looking forward to? More Mass Effect news. Uh, So, you know, it's probably going to be a drought for about the next year until we get to November 7th. 2023 uh but one can hope and one can pray that we might be able to get some kind of you know teaser trailer another one uh between now and then that is very optimistic of me to to suggest that but we also got surprised this past in seven day you know i i said multiple times on our show that i don't think much of is going to come of it and we got a number of narrative hints about where the direction uh this series is headed and they are hard at work on it it is in develop uh you know pre pre pre-production development right now and they've made some major hires their their roster has been filling out so i think we can expect uh full steam ahead with this production and uh but beyond beyond our own show beyond mass effect i'm psyched for starfield I could not, I can't temper my excitement about that one. Yeah. So for anybody who just kind of filling in the details here, the next Mass Effect game is still a few years out, but they're working on it. And so hopefully we get more details. And I'm sure a lot of, a lot of you other hosts here are probably, there's probably a game or 10 that you're just waiting for more information on when they're going to tell us this next thing. And so much has slowed down because of the pandemic in the last few years and game development got pushed out for a lot of things. But Starfield is the next release from Bethesda from the main studio Bethesda game studio uh, who, who does all the Elder Scrolls games and Fallout and all of that and hopefully we get an update on that uh, pretty soon at the beginning of the year it's supposed to come out I in the first half up to everything yeah <laughs> yeah it's supposed to come out in the first half of 2023 so I guess we're just gonna have to see um, that one is on my list as well for one of the things I'm really looking forward to because I feel like if they if it does well and I think it's gonna do well I feel I feel like they make the kinds of games that are just things that I just eat up that it'll be one of those things I spent a lot of time doing this year. Well, the Todd father is in charge, so I <laughs> think Todd we can, I think Todd we can father. rest assured. <laughs> it just works. Uh. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right. Um, good ones. Good. Ones. These are some good picks, Sam. Um, anybody else have any thoughts on any of those? 
or Starfield or Mass Effect? I hope it lives up to the what, what I've been hearing. I mean, it sounds like an incredible game. The visuals that we've seen, the little tidbits we've gotten, they look incredible too. I just hope the gameplay holds up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Well, let's move on to our next host. Who wants to go next? Shelby, do you want to go? Yeah. So I was going to say, speaking of Bioware, um, I'm the host of the Dragon Age Lorecast, one of the hosts. And so um, there are kind of two big things that happened this year in the world of Dragon Age that just like got us really pumped. The first one um, is that we learned that Dragon Age Dreadwolf, which is the next game, is in alpha stage, which means it's um, a playable game start to finish. There's obviously still a lot of bugs and all that that they're working out, but it is a game. It's real. It's happening um, and it's coming. So that is super exciting we've been waiting a long time it's been um eight years since the last dragon age game came out that's amazing that's um, amazing it's yeah it's been a long time so we're super pumped about that but also i couldn't narrow it down to one thing i'm sorry the other thing is uh we just got a dragon age tv show that released like last week the week before called dragon age absolution if you have even the slightest interest in dragon age go watch that show it's amazing it's really good um, uh netflix and, it's on netflix yeah yeah, yeah it's on netflix okay um, cool i did that's first i've heard of it actually is just now yeah, it's only six episodes, so it's a pretty quick watch, but um, it's really good and a lot of interesting lore potential out there for it. So cool. Yeah, I haven't checked it out yet either. In fact, I uh, was reminded, I think, like the week before it came out, because, you know, it does the like coming soon section of Netflix. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, get in, I need to make sure I watch that. And then it totally slipped my mind. So thank you for bringing that up. That's going to go on my list now of like Welcome. things things to check out. Um, yeah, and man, so long since the last Dragon Age game. Um, Bioware does Mass Effect and Dragon Age, and hopefully, hopefully, we're getting a like I don't know these next this next series of games. They've had some hits, and then they've had some kind of slip ups, and hopefully, we're coming back to like real good stuff. They've taken some time to really figure out what really made their game so special and then you know do that again so do you have uh, anything specific yeah, sure. coming up uh, outside of that um well you might be expecting me to say the next dragon age game but actually um i i think the next dragon age game is coming out in 2024 so the thing i'm most excited about for 2023 is the next assassin's creed game which is assassin's creed mirage it looks really good it's going to be about basm and following his story so that's probably the game i'm looking forward to the most yeah i noticed on steam if you're a pc gamer that this weekend there was like play valhalla for free that was the last one that came out and it's on like huge sale it's like big big discount 85 percent, i believe it was yeah it's like super cheap so um if you're into assassin's creed i haven't i actually didn't pick that one up yet so maybe i'll go pick it up um but yeah assassin's creed very cool anybody have any thoughts on dragon age or assassin's creed that stuff i am so excited for dad to get here (laughs) Bring on the Dreadwolf. For Dad to get here? Yeah, it's Dragon Age Dreadwolf, D-A-D. Dad. Dad. Got it. Got it. Cool. (laughs) Jen, um, do you want to go since you're you're chiming in now? I'm supposing that the cars have all settled down outside. Yes, it is much quieter. Unless that was a horse. You said Mustang. I'm assuming it was a car with an engine. No. 
No, was this a really loud horses, horse? I would be okay with that because they don't make too much noise <laughs> that I can hear three stories up. <laughs> but uh, no, um, gosh, gaming last year was really big and really amazing. And there was so much awesomeness. But the one thing that I found super interesting was this little indie game about kittens and robots that <laughs> took the storm. I mean, they got nommed for like, what, seven different uh, awards in the video gaming awards this year. You're talking about Stray. Yeah. The game called Stray. Yes. Which is yes. in which you play a cat in a cyberpunk dystopian future. Mm hmm. Which is such a, such a like who came up with that concept? Like, uh, first of all, not only who did, who came up with it, but who pitched it successfully? They were like, I got an idea, guys, a game where you play as a cat. And everyone's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't we don't we haven't really done that before. Yeah. In a cyberpunk dystopia. And they're like, what? <laughs> Wait, what? But it works. Huh? I haven't played it. It works. And it's gorgeous and it's thought provoking and it's emotional and it's cute kitties and, it's cute and kitties. highly lauded. And I am all here for it. I am a full supporter of the underdog. I love it when the smaller um, production companies and game development studios and things like that can say like, Hey, I can do it too. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like games are not just all about the big publishers, especially these days and getting really, really creative and well-made, well-designed stuff from indie studios is always, always a pleasure. So, yeah. all right. And did anybody else play Stray? Anyone else give this a try? I'm getting a lot of no's. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be one of those games that I try out when, you know, feels, I feel like it's one of those games that should come out on Game Pass at some point. Probably feels kind of like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what about this coming year? Oh, okay. I am super, super excited for the Phantom Liberty expansion for Cyberpunk. I cannot wait to figure out the next step in the lore, the next step in V's story, what's happening with Johnny and putting Idris Elba in the game. I mean, come on. Yeah. So anybody who's not familiar with this stuff needs to be paying attention to cyberpunk because what capital C cyberpunk, the actual game system that was kind of it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons was a tabletop system turned into a very like very hyped triple A developed video game that launched two years ago, but was super buggy. And they've now fixed the vast majority of the bugs, and it's a much better experience than it was before. And now there's a DLC coming out for that this coming year. But this series now has also ha also had an anime, uh, mm -hmm. Edge Runner, Cyberpunk Edge Runners on Netflix. So now you have what was kind of this little niche tabletop experience has now exploded into media. Yeah. Uh, I think earlier this year, there were over a million people playing cyberpunk for a week straight, according to Steam alone. Yeah. Four million. Four million. Ben, ben, you feel free to chime in too, Ben. Are you saying four? It was like four weeks straight. Four weeks oh, straight. Okay. okay. It was it was almost a, over a month straight where it was a million concurrent players just because of the show. 
That's yeah. amazing. And on top of it, uh, you, you mentioned Idris Elba is coming in the expansion. Um, the main game featured Keanu Reeves as one mm-hmm. of the main, not the character you play, but one of the main characters. And um, so like uh, it, it's pushing these boundaries of like named actors, like A-list actors in our video games, not just doing voices, but playing characters that look like them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of cool stuff around cyberpunk. Keanu Reeves that. actually reacted to that on uh, YouTube about being in the game. He didn't know it until somebody told him about it. He was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. He was very flattered. But uh, he knew he was in the game. Like he did all the motion capture and everything. Right. It may have been something else he was reacting. He was reacting. You know what it was? It was the it was one the where somebody was elements. They yeah. were. Yeah, they were talking about people modding in uh, sex scenes with him. And that was the thing that he was surprised and flattered about. Yes, yeah. I remember now. Yes. Yes. Um, I covered that discussion on my other show that I host, the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, because that <laughs> focuses all about the romance aspects. And I will also say, uh, finding out that there are confirmed romance options in Starfield now has bumped that one up on the list of games that I plan on playing next year. Yeah, more developed romance options than what they've previously done before with at least a few characters. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, very very cool stuff with that as well. Well, cool. Cool stuff. Um, do we want to jump to Toasty, your cyberpunk co-host? Because I know Toasty's got kind of a time limit here. I want to make sure we get time for Toasty to chime in. I mean, I guess, yeah, I can go. Um, yeah, funnily enough, uh, a lot of my answers don't actually have to do a whole lot with video games. Um, because I think, I think kind of one of the biggest things that for me this year specifically, because I didn't do a whole lot of video games, not of... There was a bunch of obviously really good ones, but I just didn't play them yet or um, don't plan to, depending. Um, But uh, uh, House of the Dragon was my like big thing from this year. Yeah, the HBO Um, Game of Thrones follow up. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 that was that was a really good show. (laughs) Well, the idea that like they took a series that they had like run into the ground over the last few seasons. And like everyone was everyone in the world was talking about this, this series, like what, seven years ago. And all of a sudden, nobody was talking about it four years ago. Right. It was like, let's just let's pretend that didn't happen. And then they resurrected it with House of the Dragon and the acting, the story, the the special effects. Like what made it so good to you, Toasty? I don't know. It's just like it kind of like scratched that itch. I mean, it's been a while since I've had like a show that I've like actually just wanted to dedicate the energy to watch to because it is specifically very hard for me to watch shows a lot of the time because I can't remain focused in on it for very long just because like my ADHD doesn't allow me to like stay on one thing for too much time. Um, so it does become a, a little bit difficult. Um, but I mean, there was, there was a few of them this year, like that one edge runners, of course. Um, uh, but yeah, it was just, it was just good. The characters were, I felt like a lot of the characters were like very like dynamic, like you, cause you don't see a whole lot of that. You see very like either tropey or like very one dimensional characters. I feel like nowadays. So getting them where they're like, have multiple facets of their personality is very, you know, very interesting. That's what draws me into like games and shows in the first place anyways is like good characters who are well-written characters 
<clears throat> right. Yeah. Like um, even like you take Rhaenyra, the main protagonist of I guess you could argue she's the main protagonist of the show. And yeah. we see her at a young age and then older as the timelines fairly expansive in the show. But she's she's dynamic. She's not just a one note character. She changes her mind. She grows into ideas. She becomes somebody throughout the series. And part of it's because we're seeing it for you know a long period of time, but also because she works like a human being. <laughs> like she's she's in a difficult situation and she's got to find her way through it. And some she doesn't always agree with her past decisions and all of that kind of stuff. And doesn't always make good decisions, sometimes makes amazing decisions. Like it, you know, just like a real person. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I think the show was really well done. Toasty, do you have something this year you're looking forward to? I mean, unfortunately, shows like House of the Dragon takes so long to make. I don't know that we're going to get the second season in 2023. Yeah, yeah, probably not. I mean, there's there's obviously some really big, you know, things there. Obviously, I'm excited about um, uh, Phantom Liberty as well. Um, I'm also excited about uh, the... Hogwarts Legacy game that's be coming out uh, next year. I we'll see. Maybe another delay or something. Who it knows? did get pushed back. Um, yeah, but hopefully, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only Anybody? on certain consoles. It got pushed yeah. back on certain consoles, but yeah, next gen's February. Xbox One, PS4 is April. Switch is July. Okay, so almost definitely we're going to get 2023, but, unless they really push it back again. But that's probably not likely. Yeah. But what like, are you guys' feelings about the Fallout uh, TV show coming out? Uh, I don't know if we know it'll be 2023 or not. I know they're, they've been shooting. They've been in production. Yeah. Um, I hope so, but I don't think we've gotten a date yet. Yeah, that's what I, I wasn't sure because I hadn't gotten an ETA that far as I knew. So Yeah, yeah. I don't think we know much for sure about when <laughs> when they're actually releasing it. I wouldn't be super surprised if, they're, if it's like a fall release and they announce it in the spring or something. Um, right. But it's uh, I know that they're doing behind the scenes stuff that I've heard. They're doing a lot to tell a story that's different from what's in any of the games specifically, but still fits into the world. They're doing a lot to make sure based on the visuals to make sure that everything looks correct. Uh, the settings, the outfits, the, you know, the, the lore aspects of it. They're taking their time and doing a good job. So maybe uh, well, visually it looks yeah. very good. I mean, from what I can see so far. Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, all right, time to move on from Toasty. You got anything else you want to share, Toast? Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. You good? All right. Preston and Ben. You guys are who's left. Who wants to go next? Oh, and my dogs want to chime in as well. Um. Okay. Uh, this is just for uh, media and, and stuff this past year. Um, yeah. What's something that really you're just like, oh, I'm so glad this came out or this happened in 2022. Oh, boy. Well, I have like a weird story i was one of those lucky people to claim a ps5 on the night it was uh released and i've been a long time xbox person i just wanted to try something different uh-huh. played the played the, the, the ps5 enjoyed my little time with it sold it and uh, this year <laughs> and i saw because i thought to myself i'm just going to be repurchasing a lot of these games i want to play um i'll just go back to xbox i mean i just 100%ed red dead redemption 2 um and so that's that's not really easy to come by i'm not doing that again so i am back on xbox now i'm playing uh all these uh 
games I've been uh, just falling in love with for a while. Um, and as for the podcast, uh, this is the first year ever in the podcast's almost decade long history that I've released a mini series that strays away from the main one. And it's darker, it's more twisted, it's uh, heavily inspired off of the Mandalorian voice included. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so if you ever just want to like hear a sample of it, just go to the Cage Chronicles, any of those Cage Chronicles episodes in my podcast and uh, True Vault Escapades, in case True anybody Vault doesn't Escapades, know. Yeah. Which is literally just it's an old time radio show like Silver Shroud or Daring Dashwood, but it's like in the fallout worlds and it's it has a, its own story. Um, in this case, uh, Cage is just this lone guy and he's following a secret bounty that uh, well, I guess the season finale is going to be either within the month or in January. So you'll find out if you have a baby Yoda show up in your show, um, you're going to have to you're going to have to fight Disney. <laughs> I'll just need a, 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 a ship to just come down and the Empire just invades the wasteland. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's been amazing. This past episode, this preseason finale has done probably better than any of my other episodes. And that's a, that's something to say, because. I mean, like I said, the show is about eight years old now. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And, uh, so it, it's a good sign. And um, for next year, yeah. I so really, well, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go let's ahead. let's talk next year. Like, is there something? Yeah. Is there something in media or games or something that you're really looking forward to? Um, I am so when so Star, Starfield's coming out next year, right? Um, yeah. As far as we know, it was sometime in the first six months of the year, first half of I, the year. Yeah, well, I've, of course, since 08, I've been a Bethesda fanboy, so I'm super, super excited for Starfield. It looks so unique. I love the little bits of content we've seen. Um, and yeah, I, I believe in Todd we trust, so I'm going to be crossing <laughs> my fingers. I think it's going to be, I, I really think it's going to be a great game, um, because other than that, I think the only other games I've been paying attention to is, uh, of course, the Cyberpunk DLCs. I love Cyberpunk. Um, and I don't know when, but cloud chambers, new Bioshock game, which is probably going to come out in 10 years, but that, that's the only other one I've really had my eye on. Yeah. 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 Um, Bioshock. I know Ken Levine who headed up the previous Bioshock games is doing his own thing in his own studio, which still, they, they showed some teaser stuff on the game awards of that, which looks still very Bioshock. It just looked more updated, <laughs> yeah. right? And then we have Bioshock from the studio without Ken Levine being done a sequel. So I hope I hope it's as good as the others because and a movie I think on Netflix or a series. It's, oh yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. I mean that one's a lot quieter than the Fallout one. So I'm really like optimistic, uh, slightly concerned. I don't know. I just <laughs> I just want more Bioshock. <laughs> yeah, it's such a cool premise, such a cool uh, concept with the whole like the underwater city and then the historic city and then the time stuff messing with why they have yeah. technology they shouldn't have and all of it. it's it's cool stuff yeah i'm surprised we haven't seen more of that in the last few years it's uh yeah it, it, it's uh it, there's just so much coming out at once with that because i i was already expecting the game a sequel to come out or something but then they they add a show on top of that and then there's like a fallout show coming out it, it's so overwhelming in, in the best of ways so um yeah i think there's a lot to look forward to yeah i agree i agree yeah some cool stuff cool cool stuff um well here 
Uh, and first of all, before we moved back to over to Ben, who's been chiming in with correcting some of our stuff. Ben works at GameStop, so he knows all the dates and releases and stuff. So it's it's nice to have him around <laughs> because of that. For sure. Yeah. Anybody else have any thoughts on any of the stuff Preston brought up? Nothing particular. All right, cool. Well, that's fine. I mean, we've been talking about lots of different topics, so uh, let's let's move over to Ben. Ben, you got any uh, any anything from twenty twenty two you really 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 happy about? Honestly, starting my two shows, like finally being able to like, you know, I've been I was a been a Witcher patron since since you guys started the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were our first now. one, right? Yeah, like, you were like you you kicked it off. Yeah. And then ever since like going on those shows, I was like, you know what? I want to start my own show. So started up a Star Wars podcast with uh, Austin, She Cup's other half. Um, and we've been doing Star Wars lore between Legends and Canon. Um, we just did our 34th episode and we've been doing it since March and worth less than 300 downloads from 10,000. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I just kicked off, you know, the Wizarding World, uh, Wizarding World lore cast, and the Wizarding World and Harry Potter like universes are just getting bigger and bigger, and I like out of nowhere too. Like it's it's kind of insane. They're, they're doing events constantly, like left and right in the UK, US. We're getting our first ever like Wizarding World festival next year. Yeah, it's so. it's interesting for us like a, a book series that's like 20 some years old now mm-hmm. and the movies which are over a decade old and then you've got the like the Wizarding World other movie not the main Harry Potter stories yeah, like but the, the Fantastic Beasts the Fantastic Beasts mm-hmm. stuff as they've continued to roll that out um, and even with all the controversy around the author uh, it's still, it's one of those things that like really resonates with the fan base and they really, really love it. Yeah. Yeah. Which just seems like a whole new generation's picked it up. Cause my daughters are actually pretty obsessed with Harry Potter and the whole series. So yeah, yeah my I'm son, a whole new generation getting into it. My son is 12 and he was kind of skeptical. And then we got through the first movie and he was like, okay, let's watch the next one. You know, like, he, he I mean, the movies it. are like a great holiday season tree i mean i watch them every holiday season the books are great uh i mean you can say whatever you want about the author but you have to admit the 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 world that the author created is a phenomenal world yeah yeah so does that mean that you are looking forward to the game oh releasing is that is that your choice for 2023 that and of course uh jedi survivor like so those yeah, two games right. are for sure um hogwarts legacy obviously they just did a new gameplay trailer or live stream where they showed the three unfor- unforgivable curses and how they showed them in combat oh and wow. you as you the killing curse is a one-hit kill regardless like it's great wow you can go full dark side okay and, you know jedi survivor you know being another star wars game and expanding more into the star wars universe it's great yeah, that's uh, man. I didn't realize I, I haven't kept up with it, but you're right. Like in that universe, there are spells that are just like, like single yeah. cast kill. Like, boop. yep. Uh, the director teased that your decisions you make in the game will affect the story. So just like any other RPG, uh, your decisions will 
change and they confirm that yeah you can go full dark wizard if you want and you know be completely evil and be a jerk <laughs> nice nice <laughs> be a jerk sweet <laughs> Cool. A lot of us play games where those options are fun, you know, like Mass Effect and these other things where you get to kind of pick. And it is not exactly good evil, but it's there's definitely a polarity there where you get to pick one or the other. Um, yeah, I'm surprised you didn't bring up Andor. The, uh, the Star I mean, Wars. I, funny enough, I still need to finish it. Oh, you haven't finished? Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. Yeah. So funny enough, I still have net to finish that one. Andor uh, is the best the thing. Ones. Is the best thing Star Wars. And I'm going to people might yell at me. People might be yelling at their radios when I say this. It is the best thing Star Wars has ever done. I do know ever. The story gets a lot darker and it's a lot more grounded. And people are going to be like, like people are going to be like, Tom, you're crazy (laughs) because Empire Strikes Back is like the peak and you can't go. You can't get past the original. The originals were like and there aren't any Jedis in it. That's why it's so good. Like it, they can't use a for you can't use a force as a plot device it, to escape everything. Right. Well, like Tosi was saying, like the characters are dynamic. The story, uh, it, it's the first episode is slow. They, they specifically don't spell things out for you and tell you the reason why I'm upset right now is this. Like they like like you have to piece to like they treat you like you're an intelligent watcher of the show and you can piece together what's happening as it continues on the 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 character development the arcs all like even the fact that it's a prequel and we know what happens to cassian andor in because he's in a movie that we've already seen and we've seen the end of his story right like it's still even with that hindrance creates a, a good tense interesting story with great characters i don't know I, maybe I'll maybe my opinions will settle down after we're further away from it and everything's kind of balanced. But yeah, there's still another season. Yeah, it's still another season. Like, and on top of it, they like it doesn't feel like. So you know, you know when you uh, watch Mandalorian, for example, and then you have you seen like the behind the scenes stuff of how they do the special effects. They've got like that big. Mm-hmm. It's like a big extended TV screen that kind of like a horseshoe behind the set. Have you seen this? And it actually casts light. It's like a big LED screen in the background. And a lot of the scenes are shot on this little set with this like and and you can't tell until you start to realize that none of the characters are moving more than about 20 feet in any direction. And then like your brain goes, oh, that's that's why there's not a whole lot of movement. And the scenes where there is a whole lot of movement look funny (laughs) in a certain way that's different than other CG or other location filmed scenes. And it's because they're putting a lot on a set with very limited size. Um, This doesn't feel like that at all. Like, I can't tell where they use that technology and where they didn't. And there's actual real world locations with actual buildings that they're using. I don't know. I, I could go on forever about this. It. I think it's great. I think this is one of the best things from this last year. Well, you sold me. I'm going to have to go check out more. I, I watched like the first three or four episodes and it gets better after off. four. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a slow build five, and it's a, it's, a, it's a slow build for a good reason is because it like if they had sped through that stuff, then it, it doesn't work. Like I, I get it. It's, it's like, a, you know, like to have like a really well, a really good meal. You have to spend a lot of time prepping and cooking. It's kind of like that. Like you don't get the really good meal without, without the prep time. I gotcha. So I'll, yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, all right. So more Star Wars and, and Wizarding World stuff for uh, Wizarding. Wizarding? Did I say Wizarding? Uh, for Ben. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're down to me. And I, I have to pick something. I'm going to pick something that's a, a little left field here. It's it's, it's the, my favorite thing from 2022 is I'm, obviously I really liked Andor. I mentioned some of the things, some of these other shows and stuff. And there's the games that I play. So if you're listening to this on one of my feeds, you're like, well, is you going to mention a Fallout thing? Is you going to mention a Lord of the Rings thing or whatever? Right? No, I'm actually going to mention a Warhammer thing because war, the the. <laughs> The team that did the Warhammer Vermintide games, which people, most of you are going to be like, yeah, most of you are going to be like, what? All right. So Warhammer is a tabletop system that's been around for a few decades now. It's very popular in Europe. And it's like you collect all these little figurines and you paint them and then you make the battle your friends. Right. It's that kind of thing. But there's this extensive lore and world behind Warhammer. So obviously that's something very appealing to me. And there's Warhammer and then which is like fantasy Warhammer and then there's Warhammer 40k which is like sci-fi 40,000 or 38,000 years in the future wacky space war stuff right this game Warhammer 40k Darktide is the best thing that's ever been done in the video game or any other sort of media other than the books and the the figures and the game systems for for Warhammer 40k it's so well done it's so, I mean, it's got some bugs and things, but the, like the bare, the bones of the system are there. The characters you play as the dark future, the fact that you are serving the God emperor and that you're probably not even the good guys. In fact, there probably aren't any good guys because it's this dark future and you're just lopping off the heads of lots of terrible other people and demons and other creatures and things like that. And you're working together with your team to get through to the end of every level. Basically, it's a cooperative get through the level kind of game. I think it's great. I think that this is one of the best things that's happened in 2022. Um, have any of you guys played it? I don't think anyone has. Have you played it, Ben? I played a little bit of it. I've, I've played a lot of Vermintide. So yeah, I yeah. played a little bit. Yeah. It's like, it's fun. It's like that. It's Vermintide but on like space gun steroids. Really? Yeah. And it gets intense. Like I find, I found that like my first, I don't know, 10 hours, dozen hours playing it going through missions that take 20 30 minutes i'm like sitting here all tense like i felt like i'm physically tensing up and like games don't usually do that to me anymore but the fact that i'm having like this physical reaction to the intensity of the game and like it's, it's legit like it, it i feel something from it which is cool um so i i really like that um so that's my my pick for this last year there's lots of other good things but some of the things you guys mentioned i totally agree with um and then for 2023 we don't know when the fall tv show is coming out we don't know if we're going to get a uh, we're probably not going to get any of the shows that came out this last year uh, uh, next season until like a year and a half or two years from when those came out so it's not going to be any of those things um but a little little side note here um i do the lord of the rings lore cast this is going to be a thing that matches with that there is another book called uh i think it's the downfall of numenor which is releasing in just a few months these are books in the, the vein of some of the books like the children of hurin that uh christopher tolkien J.R.R. tolkien's son edited together and then released well this one christopher tolkien passed away not too long ago and i'm not sure how much work he did on this one and who the other authors are exactly i haven't really looked into it too much but this book is specifically about the downfall of numenor which 
is the like the place where the royal line of humans basically lived on this little island during the second age and all of that and it goes into much more detail this is one of the pieces of the lore that is glanced over a lot we get a lot of little references and things like the silmarillion or the appendices of the of the lord <laughs> of the rings books um but we don't get a whole lot of specific detail so being able to dive deeper into that and see more about like this middle piece of the history of the lore that's kind of glossed over a lot is exciting to me. So that's coming out in a few months and I'm, I'm super pumped for that. So that's what's on my list friends. Um, I don't know if any of you guys are super into Lord of the Rings like I am. So are we going to pick this up? <laughs> Probably not. No, but are <laughs> you excited that Henry Cavill is going to star and executive produce a 40 40- show yes i've I heard about that the whole there's the whole news with him not being superman ev- ev- anymore and not being Geralt, but now also not being superman and then now he's working on a 40k thing because he loves 40k hopefully that's great hopefully it's it's wonderful you know um I, I think that like we were talking about with cyberpunk we've got this really cool universe this really cool game system that's now blossoming out into all sorts of other media and why not right like this is the the background is there the stories are there let's let's hear about it let's hear about in tv shows and movies and video games absolutely so man that like that that is what this <laughs> this our network is about basically right is that there's so much cool stuff out there and all of us want to consume it and talk about it and write about it and and whatever and that's what's so cool so i mean that's a that's a good place to kind of wrap the the discussion up this week um, thank you all for joining me. And by the way, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, that was like, like I don't know what seven to seven, eight other hosts. There are a lot more other hosts on the network. Some of a lot of people just couldn't make it tonight. So hi to our other friends out there. I'm sorry you guys couldn't make it, but if you are interested in any of the shows that you've heard about any of the stuff going on in the network beyond just the shows you're familiar with, go to robotsradio.net. There's a whole entire list of all the other shows. There's going to be something else. I'm sure you're going to be super into by some of these awesome hosts. So go, go check that stuff out. But here, let's, let's just go back through. We're going to wrap this up. I'll call you out and feel free to just like final thoughts and you know make this as entertaining or silly as you want um but just like just to remind everybody like this is who i am these are my shows and final thought so let's just go back to you ben yeah i am ben of tamaria one of the hosts for holocron histories uh where we go over star wars lore and i am one also one of the hosts for the wizarding world lore cast where we do everything with the harry potter universe and yeah i mean just being part of this network is awesome it's a lot of fun join the discord we're a bunch of crazy nerds who <laughs> love talking about stuff yeah i hope i hope everyone who's listening thinks to you know like how can i get involved with the community because that's what that's a big part of why we do our shows so you know please join us on the discord on twitter if it still exists when you're hearing this <laughs> on any other platform where you can join us in as part of the community on anybody's live streams anything like that at all please jump in the community is seriously one of the best nicest corners of the internet somehow that happened and it's it's because of you guys for being so awesome. So thank you so much. Um, solid one, Ben. All right, Jaxus. Hello, everybody. Um, I'm Patrick Conway, also known in other circles as Jaxus. I do two shows, the Content Creators Guide and the Fallout Roundtable. And uh, yeah, the, the Robots Radio Network is definitely a, a great community. You will find 
a plethora of different shows, but you'll also find a community of like thousands of gamers hanging out in the discord, having discussions and talking about everything that's nerddom. And I, I would suggest anybody who enjoys being a gamer and has to scratch that itch and hasn't had anybody else to share their, their, their love for a different video game or a TV show or something of that nature, you will find something that fits that for you on the robots radio network. And you don't even have uh, to shower first. Yeah, no, yeah, you can stink all you want. <laughs> you don't have to worry about, <laughs> about offending other people with your body odor. Um, <laughs> thank God for that. Uh, awesome, Jaxus. Uh, <laughs> thanks for being here. And um, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. And Genesis, let's let's do you next. Yeah, I'm Genesis, one half of the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I explore the physical side, and my partner, Vervada, explains the emotional aspects. You can also find me on the Cyberpunk Lorecast with my co-host, Toasty, where we explore the foundations of the past, the state of Night City today, and the news of the future for all things cyberpunk. Awesome. Yeah. And Toasty had to go. So goodbye from Toasty. Uh, Toasty also not only does the cyberpunk lore cast with you, but he also does the Witcher lore cast with me. So he's kind of uh, he's kind of doing those two things together. So um, but he said, sorry, guys, he had to go. Thanks for being here. Bye, Toasty. All right. And then on a final note, uh, skulls for the skull throne, blood for the blood god. <laughs> All right. Yeah, more Warhammer stuff. People ask a lot. They're like, you're going to do a Warhammer lore cast sometime? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tempted. But there's some other really good shows already out there. And it's so big. It's and so many codexes and so many books and then retcons. And where do you start? There's a lot. You think Star Wars has a lot? Go to Warhammer. Oh my God. Yeah, there's a lot. There's like a hundred and something books out there just just the books not even like the the actual like books that how to play the game and like who are these characters and what like actual stories like novels it's crazy so much stuff um all right well thanks jen and seven yeah so i'm in seven legend from the mass effect lore cast and uh I stream pretty regularly uh, Mass Effect playthroughs doing Andromeda and uh, Mass Effect 1 right now. Uh, so you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at N7Legend. But if I want to leave people with one thought, and I'm guessing most people who listen to this have not played Mass Effect before, but maybe you've played some of the other games. Maybe you're a Star Wars fan. Maybe you're a Dragon Age fan. Maybe you're a Fallout fan. And I promise you, Mass Effect has elements from all of those. Knights of the Knights of the Old Republic, Dragon Age, uh, pretty much all of the Dragon Age games, especially Fallout New Vegas. If you're a fan of the morality systems, if you're a fan of being able to make your choices matter in a game where the story and the characters and the narrative is so rich, then just final thought, give, give Mass Effect a try in uh, 2023 and i promise you're not going to be disappointed in fact you might end up spending far too much time uh doing doing playthroughs and if you do that uh, tom and i will be around for all of your questions when it comes to the lore absolutely or if you're into romancing aliens or banging aliens that's also <laughs> that's, always on the table that's another is the alien it's another big appealing part of it um for for well if the internet says anything for a large part of the community um anyway yeah <laughs> well thanks sam all right preston 
Well, hi, I am Preston, also known in some circles as a DJ Atomic Wolf, and I am the creator of True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Um, follow Walter and Bunny as they explore the wasteland from Texas to New Vegas in the most 1940s authentic way possible. Music accents grain, so it's very immersive in that way. Please stop on by because I... Um, I appreciate it. I also love it when people get addicted to the show as they usually do. And they message me, where's more, um, I'll, I'll panic, <laughs> but I'll also know that you, you like the product. So thank you. Um, and, uh, you can find me on, uh, Twitter at a bomb radio, like the atom bomb. Um, you can find me on Instagram at atomic wolf and, uh, you can find the podcast, any, uh, anywhere you get them. And I also wanted to thank uh, Tom and I also want to thank, uh, you know, Robots Radio and especially Ken as well from Chad who, for introducing me to Tom. And I have to say Robots is perhaps the best thing that's ever happened to my show <laughs> because then the networking, everything that has come with this has been an absolute just miracle work. So, you know, just want to extend my thanks. Awesome. Well, you're very welcome. And and get on it. Do more episodes. I, it takes okay. for anybody, anybody who knows how much time it takes to do a regular podcast, to do a podcast where you write the story, you get all the voice acting, you edit it all together. It is a lot of work. It is like, oh, yeah. like, I, man, I don't envy you, but like, I'm, I'm super glad there are people like you putting out awesome stuff for other people like me to Thank listen you. to. So very, very cool, very cool stuff. Also, another thing that before we get to Shelby real quick at the end, um, another thing I, I don't mention too much, I don't really pitch this very often, but a lot of these creators joined the network. They, they joined the Rocket Club. They are brand new podcasters who just wanted to learn how to how to get into things and how to be part of a community. So that is that is very much available to you on robotsradio.net. Just go take a look and you're welcome to join us and be part of our weekly chats and kind of bring you under our wing and, and get you going on some show in the new year. So if that's something you're interested in, go check that out. Um, Shelby, last but not least. Yeah. Um, just to echo that the rocket club is awesome. If you're a new podcaster and you feel like you need some advice, definitely join it because Tom and the other creators are an invaluable resource. So that's my plug. Um, but also I host the dragon age lore cast, the assassin's creed lore cast and the inheritance cycle podcast. So those are our three shows. Check any of them out. You can follow us on Twitter, um, join the robots radio discord. We have channels there, but we also have our own discord server that you can find links to on social media and in Tom's server as well. Um, so my last plug will be go watch dragon age absolution and then join our discord server and we can talk about all the lore implications <laughs> yeah watch it first then go to the server second so you don't have yeah, any spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome well thank you for joining us shelby everybody thank you for being here this has been awesome uh all of my stuff uh, also robotsradio.net anything having to do with lord of the rings or Fallout or elder scrolls or mass effect or the witcher i'm doing currently plus the starfield lore cast will be starting back up very soon as we get more in actual real information to talk about and then that can be your source for all the stuff going on in the game universe and just like these other shows so go check that stuff out robotsradio.net for everything uh have a wonderful holiday everybody and thank you for being here i i, I appreciate every single one of you all of the hosts all of our friends and audience and people out there in the world listening thank you for being a part of this and helping 2022 just be an amazing year here's to an awesome 2023 and 
who knows what else is going to happen this year, but hopefully it's all wonderful and have a wonderful rest of 2022. Everybody we'll see you next time. Bye everybody. Are you a fan of Elden Ring? Are you confused about the lore as pretty much everyone else? We've got you covered. Check out the Elden Archives, a lore podcast that helps to explain every little confusing detail about the lands between. Things like what exactly happened on the Night of the Black Knives, or what we really know about characters like Mikola. Just like the show you're listening to now, we're on the Robots Radio Network, so you know it'll be good. Wondering how to find the show? Easy. Either go to robotsradio.net or search Elden Archives on whatever podcatcher you're using right now. Bookmark the show for later, and we'll see you in the lands between. Again, that's The Elden Archives, a FromSoft Lorecast, available everywhere.